Blog Talk Radio. Politics will never be the same. Please join Big Sarge and Jane Five-O on the War Room on Mondays from 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Sarge Says, Wednesdays from 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a Conspiracy Theory Show, and Saturdays at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for our Open Topic Saturdays. The topics are hot, and the guests are intelligent. The War Room is live and unedited. They don't call this the war room for nothing, folks. Now here's your hosts, Big Sarge and J50. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the War Room with Big Sarge. This is PA Politics Mondays. We're still waiting for our guests to call in. We'll see if it happens here uh, within the next uh, couple of minutes. If it doesn't, I will uh, put the uh, word out that if you're in Pennsylvania or if you're listening in some other remote area and uh, you have anything to add to the conversation, by all means, uh, give us a call here. We'll still continue the show if we have callers. But if not, uh, if the uh, guest does not call in here within the next three to four minutes, we will go ahead and just close the show out if I don't get any callers. So with that said, uh, this is The War Room. As mentioned before, tonight is PA Politics Monday. We always talk about national politics on our show, so we wanted to get down to the grassroots local areas in Pennsylvania, um, or actually what we've been talking about, uh, Jay and I. Jay doesn't usually join me on uh, um, the local Monday nights because, uh, you know, it's for Pennsylvania only, and uh, Jay lives in Louisiana. But what we actually have been talking about is uh, uh, we we know a few folks that uh, – live in uh, certain areas of the country that would love to have their politics Mondays, uh, you know, uh, for their specific areas. So we're thinking about that. We're putting a few things together. Some ideas are being, you know, flowing back and forth between Jay and I and a couple of other friends of ours. And we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see if it pans out. But as of right now, it's just uh, PA uh, politics Monday. I think it's very important for at least, uh, I think overall it's very important that, uh, you know, we could start at the grassroots level and work our way up as far as politics is concerned and, you know, and get to the meat of the problem and try to solve it at the lowest level. Because once you have that lower level in a good position to be able to solve problems, then uh, hopefully, you know, that'll trickle upward and not downward (laughs) as we, as we're so used to uh, seeing in politics. But again, I think it's very important to see what, uh, you know, my home state has to offer and and how we can affect change at the local level. Uh, Each week, I will be inviting all local politicians, community organizers, and leaders alike for interviews to the war room. It doesn't matter what party you belong to. It only matters what you can do for PA and its constituents. So sit back, relax, and get ready to enter the war room. 
All right, I still still see our guest has not called in yet. Either she's uh, uh, forgotten uh, what's going on tonight, or uh, perhaps there's something else uh, that had happened that she will not uh, that she hasn't called in yet. But if you're from Pennsylvania and you're out there listening, uh, give us a call nine two nine four seven seven fourteen thirty two. That number again is nine two nine four seven seven fourteen thirty two. And uh, tell us what's on your mind, and uh, we'll talk about it. Um, this is, uh, like I said before, it, it's great to, to get the uh, the PA grassroots, um, you know, started. It's 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 good to be involved in in the community like that because I believe that uh, you can you can really affect change at the lower levels. And uh, what better way to to do our own little uh, politics Monday night? So if you're in Pennsylvania, give us a call. Anywhere in Pennsylvania. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the Harrisburg area. Again, our number is 929-477-1432. That number, again, is 929-477-1432. Until we get uh, Mrs. Jenkins to call in, uh, we'll uh, just go ahead and continue on. Also, please stop by our radio network on AmericanPatriotRadio.com. Uh, we have a great chat room set up in there. We do stream H uh, in in, uh, in high definition on American uh, Patriot Radio. It sounds a heck of a lot better uh, than the uh, quality here on BTR. And uh, for those of you listening out there, again, I'm going to say that uh, we only have two weeks left here on BTR, Blog Talk Radio. So we will be moving and making that transition over to American Patriot Radio. So if you haven't done it yet, those of you listening, Please make your way over to the American, it's American Patriot Radio, just like it sounds, .com, and uh, you'll see the chat room. Uh, save that to your favorites. That way, when we do make that transition over to that, uh, everybody will be able to uh, listen to us um, on that platform. Uh, we're going to get some training, hopefully, by Doc this week. We'll see how things pan out, and uh, we'll go from there. But like I said, two weeks, ladies and gents, if you're not over on American Patriot Radio, you will not be able to hear us here on Blog Talk Radio anymore. Also, come by our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash warroom101. That is uh, facebook.com forward slash warroom101. Come visit our website at www.thewarroom101.com and our Twitter page at thewarroom101. Uh, we have some great information, and we often have some heated discussions on both our pages, so please stop by and become a part of the discussion. All right, I got a special request out there. This is going out to Anthony Harrow. Anthony Harrow, I know you got to be listening in, brother. If you're out there, give us a call um, because there's a lot of things that happened this week that uh, I think that uh, you could really contribute uh, to the conversation. It doesn't look like uh, we're going to have our guests call in tonight, so I'm going to try to get Anthony in. Uh, Anthony, that number is 929-477-1432. Let's try to get you in here, and let's talk about what happened this week. Um, if you are listening in, sir, and that's uh, Mr. Anthony Harrell. Um, he's a great guy. We've had him on here 
Um, he was actually our first guest uh, on uh, the War Room here, our PA Politics Monday, and uh, it was a it was a great show. And uh, I would love to have him on tonight again because there was a lot of things that were happening this week uh, in the Harrisburg area that I think he could contribute to because it happened uh, virtually right outside his uh, footsteps or in his community. And uh, this is a guy that's uh, uh, on the ground floor uh, of a lot in his community. And um, he was a great guest last week. Uh, you know, I wish we could get Miss Jenkins on here. I um, wish she would uh, call in. And I hope everything's all right uh, on her end. Uh, but I, I think that uh, she she would have uh, been a great guest to talk to tonight as well. But uh, back to Anthony. Um, Anthony uh, was also a uh, – he also ran for uh, Harrisburg mayor. And uh, we had quite the conversation last Monday. I mean, Anthony was uh, a, quite an interesting gentleman, and um, he definitely had a, a lot to offer to the discussion. Uh, but anyhow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on with the show for a little bit, and uh, we'll go about 15, 20 minutes here, maybe 30 minutes max. And um, if uh, we don't get our guests to call in by then or anybody from the Pennsylvania area that's listening in, then uh, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and close the show out. Again, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, we're not sure what happened to our guest tonight. I had her all lined up. We had a confirmation and everything. And, uh, well, you know, things happen. And uh, we sure hope that uh, everything's okay with our guest. And uh, hopefully if she's listening in or if she's just running a little bit late, uh, she can uh, call in. Um, But if not, if you're in the Harrisburg area, uh, give us a call. We'd definitely like to hear what you say. So anyhow, the uh, Harrisburg mayor recently had uh, put out in his um, announcement, of course, for those of you who don't know about what's going on here in the Harrisburg area, uh, they just had a Democrat-run mayoral race. And, of course, the uh, gentleman, uh, Mayor Papenfuse, who was mayor last term, uh, he won also this term. And with that said... Uh, there was a close, uh, close second place with his, uh, with a, 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 a lady named Gloria, and uh, then there was a close. It was a third, fourth, the fifth, and, and I believe there was six total, if I'm not mistaken. And then one guy that showed up on a skateboard. Imagine only in Harrisburg uh, during a mayoral debate with some dude and a skateboard, and uh, show up and say he represents the Socialist Party. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Communist Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So, believe it or not, that actually happened uh, during one of the live broadcasts that uh, the, I believe it was uh, ABC 20 or CBS 21 um, had, or it was Penn Live. I can't remember. It was, it was either the first or second uh, mayoral debate. This uh, gentleman, and probably towards the middle of it, uh, and this was being aired on Facebook Live, and of course uh, they had it. Um, on the local TV stations, uh, this gentleman just happened to come up uh, riding a skateboard. And uh, <laughs> he said that he was uh, running for mayor. And uh, of course, uh, he was running for mayor under the socialist platform. And uh, of course, lo and behold, when the uh, when the status did come out of who got how many votes and what districts they were camp- they were coming from, I don't believe that gentleman received one vote. <laughs> of course, it, uh, it didn't register on any of the ballots, let's put it that way, or else uh, nobody voted for him or wrote him in or, or whatever. So um, with that said, anyhow, Eric Papenfuse, who ran um, before, uh, won again this year. 
uh, for the Democrat side, and he is running against no challenger, ladies and gentlemen, no challenger um, on the Republican side. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure, excuse me, I'm sure that those of you who know overall politics, politics or who listen to national politics follow um, the uh, the way uh, politics pans out in each individual state or, or relatively the the uh, you know the the bigger states that are usually have more electoral votes when it comes down to presidents uh, running for office and uh, and senators and so on and so forth um, <clears throat> sorry about that ladies and gentlemen you figure I would have my cell phone on mute. <laughs> so, uh, oh gosh, I tell you what, it's a Monday, ladies, manic Monday, that's for sure. All right, I just got a confirmation from uh, Miss Jenkins. Um, she is coming, and let me uh, let her know that we are still on, and she can call in, which is good. Actually, that was her on the phone. And uh, or on uh, Facebook, and she uh, just uh, let me know that uh, she is going to call in. All right, excellent. Good, good, good. All right, better late than never. Uh, but anyhow, what I was talking about, um, the local politics here in Pennsylvania is primarily Democratic. So for a lot of the local population, uh, they're registered Democrat. And for Harrisburg, uh, you're not allowed to vote across party lines. You can, however, write that person in uh, or vote for um, – uh, you can vote for that person that you write in. However, uh, you're not allowed – if you're a Democrat and you don't like anybody on the Democratic side, you see a um, a Republican that you happen to like or an independent that you happen to like, you cannot vote for them uh, because of the way, the way that the uh, law is run here in Pennsylvania, or at least in the Harrisburg area, is that uh, you can't cross party lines. All right, it uh, looks like we have uh, Miss Jenkins online here. Is, uh, is that you, Miss Jenkins? Yes, it is. How are you? Outstanding. Good. We're about to close the show. I didn't know if you were going to show up or not, but we're glad to have you on. <laughs> good, good. Sorry about that. That's all right. It's Manic Monday. <laughs> it's certainly uh, um, been one of those days that's uh, been raining here in Pennsylvania all week, and I'm just tired of the rain, as I'm sure you are as well. And, uh, you know, but the show must go on. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'd exactly. like to introduce our I'd like to introduce our first our, our guest tonight. Uh, she's a uh, uh, she ran for mayor recently. Um, <clears throat> she's a former police officer who experienced willful corruption firsthand and most recently ran for mayor at the capital city of Pennsylvania in an effort to raise the standard of professionalism. And to give the free market the ability to do what it does best, which, you know what, I want to address that here in just a minute, because being a Democrat, you hardly ever see you, are, you hardly ever hear that uh, coming from the Democratic Party there, uh, Jenny. <laughs> so we're definitely <laughs> going to talk about that in just a minute. <clears throat> Currently, she is develop, um, developing a model of action, which is unique, which is a unique collaboration of talent designed to empower and uh, give the people of Harrisburg a voice from the private sector, which is something that I really like to see. Uh, she has a bachelor's degree in science and business administration, and she's a proud mother of a U.S. Army soldier who just graduated, and she is very involved in her community. Again, tell your son we uh, salute him and thank him for his service. Uh, I understand he's going to AIT after his graduation? Yes, yes, yes. He leaves uh, July. Outstanding. Good, good. Uh, my son... 
um, who is stationed in Germany right now, he was actually uh, he went he he's he's infantry and he was down in Fort Benning. He did his uh, basic NAIT down there as well. So, and uh, I'm not sure if you know. And I'm former Army too. So, but I didn't do any uh, training down in Fort Benning um, other than just visiting it a few times. I was over at Fort Knox. So that's when I still yeah. had everything over in that TRADOC unit in Kentucky, which I think they closed down and moved everything down there now. So if he was a well, camp like back in, did in 20 degrees down there. <laughs> oh, I know. It's, it's definitely hot down there. And I tell you the thing about Georgia, for him. the thing about Georgia is when you walk, you can take a shower and as soon as, cause I was stationed down at Fort Stewart for many years and uh, you can take a shower. And as soon as you walk outside, you're soaking wet again. <laughs> exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> So talk to us a little bit about uh, that, uh, what I had just asked you that, uh, you know, we were going to come back to um, the whole free market, uh, the whole free market thing. What, what are you talking about when you say that? Well, here in Harrisburg, um, from guided, um, where businesses open, um, you know, block businesses from opening in certain areas, um, kind of cater to, you know, some of uh, the developers that come in. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just been, um, I, I feel as though that that has been a hindrance to the growth of the entire city. And um, so that's why I say let let the market go. Let it, let it, let it prosper in the areas it wants to prosper in and mm-hmm. stop trying to direct where it where the city uh, passes because half you know part of the city feels neglected because right. of that reason and um, you know I know that there is a there you know I know that there's an economic area that they expect money to come from you know but mm-hmm. at the same point why are you stopping from other people who want to um, invest into the city. Uh, is their hard-earned dollars that they have a dream and they want to, you know, plant a business somewhere? And why are they being stopped from from doing that? Because you or whoever's sitting in that office wants to make sure that it goes to another area. Right. I don't right. think that's so, right. Where, where do you think it's being centered at, as opposed to where it should be at? I mean, of course, the way you're talking, in a way, I'm assuming I could be wrong, and you can correct me if I am. But you're talking about let's let's spread the wealth, you know, throughout the city rather than just in one particular area. What which one particular exactly. area do you think that's being built up more than than the other should be? Well, right now, the area, the economic growth is is downtown and in mm-hmm. our midtown section, right. and I don't. You know that can keep on going. I mean, it's 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 on its way. It's it's going. So mm-hmm. that's fine. But don't stop anything else that's going on anywhere else in the city. And that and they do that through zoning, through zoning, right. through codes, through the planning commission. Mm-hmm. You know that's how they be. They're able to stop anything that 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 they don't want to happen in in the rest of the city. So I just feel that there's too much of a handy hand in that area, and that that the that's not the role of the local government. Um, it's funny that you should say that because I had Anthony. I'm, I know that you know who Anthony uh, Harrow is. I had him on um, for our first uh, our first PA Politics Monday, and uh, he said the exact same thing. 
And I ten, I went down to, and I went down to that area and I said, okay, I, I hear Anthony talking on, and I and, and what you just told me tonight and a few other uh, candidates were talking about that, and uh, some of the uh, uh, folks that were uh, you know running for council um, sometime back and for other positions within the city were also talking about that. So I actually went down to find out. And uh, of course, I was I was born uh, in Harrisburg, and uh, of course, when I had left when I had graduated high school. Well, excuse me. When I graduated high school, I ended up leaving for the military. So I was gone for almost 20 years. Didn't come back in into uh, into the um, into Pennsylvania for you know 20 some years. So it was a big culture shock. But I could see um, the difference between one area being um, you know heavily um, developed, and meanwhile all the other surrounding areas are just continually deteriorating. And and the and, and you know you guys had always. I noticed during the mayoral debates uh, that blight was a huge uh, was a huge topic. It is because our city is inundated with it. it, it I mean, there's over 4,700 empty properties in Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. Harrisburg's not that big, right? It's 49,000 people. So we have empty properties. We have abandoned properties. We have Probably over a hundred, maybe three hundred, three hundred maybe owned by the city, three hundred owned by Harrisburg Authority, and I think maybe like three hundred under the county. So you're looking at almost a thousand properties that are just sitting on books, right. and you know who knows how bad these 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 um, properties are, but some of them are really bad, and no one's doing anything about them. Wow, no one's doing just... anything about it, and he, and that was his platform, his last campaign, mm-hmm. four years ago. That right. this was this was like the number one thing. This is the number one thing we're going to take care of is blight, and here we didn't see anything. Right, and now right. they did just just start something here on the hill, but I I also believe that, you know, that was due to pressure. <laughs> yeah, it was probably. Uh, political pressure, yeah. <laughs> pandering for votes, probably as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like all of a sudden, you know, right before an election, you know, you're going to start um, tearing down some buildings that were bladed. So, I mean, it is what it is, but we still have uh, a huge issue we need to deal with. And I don't believe that it's going to be dealt with. I really don't. Mm hmm. Now, I know his uh, campaign manager or his uh, PR manager, whatever he decides to call it on whatever day it is, um, is uh, her name is Joyce Davis. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with who she is, right? Now, let's yeah. uh, for those of you for those of you uh, who are listening out there uh, who don't know, uh, she put uh, uh, Thompson in office. Am I am I correct in saying that? Joyce Davis put Thompson in office? No, she yeah, worked for, for um, Linda Thompson. She yeah, was, I thought she was she a PR was... person for Linda. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's what I thought. And uh, here we are, um, four uh, uh, four years after um, she was in uh, office, or however many years after she was in office, we have another Joyce Davis uh, uh, candidate making it into Harrisburg, and Harrisburg not getting any better. So um, 
why do you think people keep and, and I'll get to your questions here. I know I'm kind of getting off topic here a little bit, but well, I mean not off topic, but off uh, off your question, uh, your your questions that I sent you. But um, you know, it's it's interesting to it's talk okay. about this stuff. I'm fine with yeah. Why do I'm you, fine? That's because those questions are like the typical questions anyway. <laughs> right. And, you know, from it's, people, it's a better you know. Right, the constituents like myself that are that that want to know, you know, why the, why did it take so long for this to get done, or why did it take so long to get this done? And then you start digging in and start doing some research, and uh, you see the people behind the scenes that are actually putting these folks into office. Uh, why do you think people keep? I mean, if if it's getting so bad in Harrisburg, of course, I guess when you when you look at what districts actually voted for, Midtown really had a lot of heavy. Uh, heavy votes to do with that. I guess uh, am I not correct in saying that? I uh, yeah, Midtown, Uptown. Um, I feel as though that you know the same thing goes. Um, mm-hmm. Money uh, drives drives campaigns, and they're able to uh, funnel money to you know organizations to oversee lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, businesses that have employees, um, all kinds of things that you could put money towards to influence a group of people. And um, and these are things that this, this was my first run at politics. Because I just, a, you know, a resident at this point that just, you know, can't, I can't take watching this stuff. And I, un, I don't understand right. how everybody else can. And so I just, you know, made a run for this, just see if I can make some change in Harrisburg and have a fresh new perspective. So mm-hmm. I didn't have $100,000 like he does. Right. And so I can't influence, you know, people uh, with money. I, I I was naive enough to think that, hey, they may want something. <laughs> they may see the same thing. I want to get away from that. Money's on mission to them, but obviously not. So, right, right. You know, so Midtown and Uptown, you know, that is where, you know, our more affluent people are, working class people. And uh, I can only assume that maybe some felt attacked mm-hmm. because, not, not I wouldn't say attacked, but maybe felt threatened that candidates were making points that there was only development going on in their neighborhoods, and they maybe thought, oh well, if a new candidate comes in, they're going, they're not going to maybe um, put as much attention into our neighborhoods. Right, you know? right. So that's only me thinking. You know, that's my only, that's my perspective. No one ever said that, but. To me, if I was living in a certain neighborhood and a, and a mayor, um, you know, was putting a lot of attention and growth into my neighborhood, I might not want to let go of that person either. Right, right. So, so that's how uh, what, that's how I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, no, no I mean you're you're absolutely correct on that. Um, and the the feelings mutual with not only myself with a with a lot of other Harrisburg residents that I've talked to, and uh, you know, uh, one of the biggest um, things that that was uh discussed and i discussed this with anthony as well last week was the amount of people that didn't vote in harrisburg now that's average that's right. average i mean it's not uh it's this is what we've always had um mm-hmm. and that's I, what i'm hearing is the kind of a question that the uh, state of Pennsylvania as well wow um, i believe that 
there's a lot of things that we throw out as people um, mm-hmm. because someone else said it or um, that's just how it is. You know. So say, for instance, this thing here with the, with the uh, voters. Well, if we keep saying that, we're not really um, right, raising up the expectation now, are we? No, you're right. You know, we only got a few voters. That's kind of what we always get. You know, there's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, nothing to see here. What's that do to everyone that's listening? Well, you know, I didn't matter then. I'm not going to matter in the future. So why should I worry about it? So we right. need to change. The, we need to change what we're saying instead of saying the same thing over and over. Hey, we're working towards you know, better voter outcome, you know, at least a 5% increase in the next election. And, you know, the Harrisburg is, really, you know, the millenniums are really getting involved. Yeah, we're going to be, you know. So, no, we had a low turnout, you know. Mm-hmm. And these are, this is the way, and this is why people don't, you ask me why they stick, stay in one area and vote for the same people. Because right. they're in complacency. This is how it is. Wow. See, I'm not uh, like that kind of a thinker. I'm I'm a right. I'm I'm like a forward thinking person. No, we can change. We can do this. Come right, on. Right. <laughs> So, hey, you never know. You might actually get out there one day and, and be that person that affects that change uh, or whoever that, uh, you know, might want to take up that charge uh, and do that one one time. But it, yeah, it only takes one done. election for that to happen, you know? Yes, I'm not done. I'm not done by far. I mean, I, I am a humble to the fact that, hey, it's my first run. There's a lot that I learned out of it, and there's a lot that mm-hmm. I can learn. So, right. um I'm okay. I wasn't like devastated or anything. Um, I was ready for either way. You know, a lot of people thought I was going to win those days. You know, I was the talk of the town. Oh yes, you I certainly were. <laughs> you were, yeah, uh, which is good. It's not bad. Any press is good press, know, no matter if it's good or bad or, or or indifferent. Yeah. You know, and uh, you definitely had a, a lot of great press. So um, uh, that's. Uh, um, uh, there was really only two candidates that, that impressed me uh, um, during that whole um, uh, campaign debate. And um, I had the second one on my show today and the first one last week on my show. So those were the only two candidates that I was really looking at. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you had my vote. Um, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, like I said, we we got we, there's so much to come, so I'm okay with that. Uh, as long mm-hmm. as the people that are with me now will still be with me in the next, you know, few years, then we should mm-hmm. be good. So, what made you want to run for mayor of Harrisburg? Well, like I said, um, it was kind of uh, people started asking me about four or five years ago because mm-hmm. I've always been so heavy in the community doing, you know, all sorts of, you know, community outreach and, you know, events, you know, that type of person. Anyway, um, so people are like, why don't you run for mayor? You would win. And in my head, I'm thinking, no, you know, not right now, maybe 10 years when I retire. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, life changes and, you know, the the opportunity came and I had a passion in me, like I told you at the beginning, um, Mm -hmm to just be a different person that the city, you know, hasn't seen before in office, a fresh new perspective, not attached to any of the politics here, not the, net, the networks that are here. 
just being right. able to make a decision for the right reasons, not because I owe somebody or, you know, somebody called mm-hmm. in for, you know, said I gave me something for my campaign and now i got to give them something. You know, I right. really just wanted to be that person that could just for the right reason and for the people and for the city. And that's why you I know, ran. Speaking of the networks, um, we we discussed this last week again, and I, I'm going to um, try to get, you know, all the the mayoral candidates, uh, at least from the Democrat side, because we all know there's no Republican or independent uh, running against uh, him this term. But I'm going to try to get everybody, you know, on the show eventually. And um, a few people that I've reached out to have, have pretty much just, uh, you know, blown me off. And we'll talk about those people in a minute. Um, however, <laughs> the networks, do you really think that the news and the local media were biased? Absolutely. Thank you. I've, I I am glad Absolutely. I'm not the only one to see that. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, this uh, uh, writer, Christine Vendel for Penn Live. I mean, I mean, she might as well have an office at the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. it's so biased, so biased, and she. Uh, I mean, it, it was so <laughs> obvious, and you know, the people they just they I don't understand. I don't know. I, I, I can't even explain why the people uh, just let that happen. But it's the only paper in Harrisburg, so it's the it's the only voice. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's been said in, in history that whoever, you know, can run the paper, the media, runs the minds of the people. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a definite there. Well, I mean, you look at, like, Penn Live, all the local news stations, uh, the Patriot News, of course, the Berg, I mean, all of them, it just seemed to me that all of them were sitting out there just pumping Pap and Fuse, Pap and Fuse this, Pap and Fuse that. Oh, you know, he's the wave of the future for Harrisburg. And that was the first time. And the second time they were doing the exact same thing. And uh, it because, just. Well, it, the Berg, the Berg is owned by Alex Hartzler, which is his $68,000 donor. Right, right. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. Penn Live is. The, um, you know, it, it's Democrat heavy. So, mm-hmm. and you also have the fact that um, they endorsed him twice. Right. So why would they even be fair to any of the other candidates? I mean, that, that makes no sense. That so that's why I had, yeah, I did a press release that said, one, the one press release I gave them was, no, I don't want an endorsement interview. Because I don't think the paper should be endorsing any candidates. How are you going to be the free right. press and, and honestly report for what you need to know if you're endorsing the, the, the person you're putting in office? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems, not, a, that, that seems to be a that seems to be a big issue at the local level. Is the and, and it's not only in Harrisburg. I've been you know the the uh, I've been involved in politics for for uh, very many years now. And, uh, you know, uh, not only at the at our local level, but a lot of local levels out there across the United States are exactly the same. And it goes on upstate, federal, you know, so on and so forth. I mean, you owe the press. Mm-hmm. You basically got the votes. You know, you're absolutely right exactly. on that. Exactly. So, well, who, I mean, now, I would have go to ahead. say I'm sorry. that he did not win by a landslide. No, I mean, he did he not. Only got, he got less, really less than the half. He got mm-hmm. less than half. So right. he didn't win the city. He, he only won half of the voters. Right. That's that's not a lot. That's like twenty six hundred people. I think he won. <laughs> that's about yeah. It. So, yeah. 
I mean, I don't even, I don't say, hey, he's, you know, he is the one because, you know, he won an election and that was probably strategically placed because there were so many um, candidates. Right, and, right. Um, he's the incumbent, so. So let me ask you another question. Who other than yourself did you think was a good candidate and why? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I always get that pause. I got that pause last week, and I've asked it at other other venues, and everybody was just like, uh. <laughs> "Oh yeah, yeah." Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, and I'm I guess I'm biased because of who you know. Of course, I think I'm the I'm the best candidate there is, and. Um, the Anthony Anthony Harrell is a great person, and he had great ideas, and he stands strong um, mm-hmm. on principles. So he's a very good candidate, right? And I and and he hasn't been a part of the politics here either, and mm-hmm. and that was that's what makes him a good candidate as well. So I'd have to say, if anything, yeah, he would be second to me. As long as he surrounded himself with strong leaders, you know, as far and, and the uh, department heads, right, right, which any right. leader, which any leader should do. So now we know Gloria Roberts came in a very close second to Pap and Fuse, um, and she seemed very, very upset about the loss. Uh, my my opinion to this is just my opinion. Of course, uh, um, who knows what could have happened if she didn't or did not have. Uh, uh, the support of uh, or didn't have ties with uh, Linda Thompson, but uh, do you think she would have won if she didn't have ties with Linda Thompson? Do you think that was a deciding factor for many votes? Um, I think she seemed that, very upset. I, I mean, I've seen the interview. Yeah, yeah. I do I think thought her, it was a, the network did it did, ahead, did hinder her. The um, people she su- surrounded herself with. Yes, I do mm-hmm. think that that was part of the uh, part of her losing. Yes. Yeah. I think that seems to be the general consensus uh, on that end. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, just like you said, I, if she runs next, next term, I will be very surprised uh, because of the re of how she ended this term. Uh, For the most part, all the other candidates were pretty professional in, in their loss or, you know, they just, okay, you know, next, next time we'll get it next time. Or, you know, we're going to continue to, to drive on and do things in the community and, and, you know, bring awareness to this and awareness to that, where she seemed really right. bitter. And, and me as a voting, uh, of course, uh, I'm sure you already know I'm, I'm a Republican, but, you know, I still could have wrote uh, whoever in to vote. Uh, but, you know, for me to even want to look at somebody like that and say, you know what, this wouldn't even persuade me to want even to move over to the Democrat side to vote. Uh, to me, uh, again, it's my personal opinion. I just thought it was very unprofessional, and uh, I don't really think that if she is going to try to run next year, um, uh, I don't think it would be as much uh, uh, of a landslide. Uh, um, well, I want to call it a landslide, but I don't think she would get as many votes as she did this year. I would like to think that. Anyhow, what's your opinion right, on that? Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I I did think it was – yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess yeah, she was. Okay. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot I mean, or anything. I'm not the type of person. I, I, if you noticed, if you watch my campaign, I was very positive. I didn't run my campaign well, yeah, on 
slandering or or, or mm-hmm. bad mouthing. I mean, I talk I strictly set, and right. if you failed on issues, then I'm going to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. So you know, this thing with with her and how she handled it. You know, I mean, I do I do agree that you know I wouldn't have done that, but right. You know, I guess that's you know she was probably pretty upset. Maybe she had high hopes that she was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, I had high hopes. I thought I was in, and I'm not. There's no. I'm, I'm really serious about that. I felt, mm-hmm. you know, the momentum I had, the positive feedback I was getting, and you know, the I am very um, surprised. Well, so, you but, know, don't set yourself too short. You got quite a many votes um, from the uh, um, uh, from the total votes. I mean, that's something to be said, at least in that arena. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yep. So speaking of votes, what do you think you could have done differently to maybe garner more votes during your run for office? What do you think you're going to do next time? I'm assuming you're going to run uh, again. What do you think you're going to do differently from next time to from this time to next time? Well, right, I'm my what I'm going to do is just continue to um, be involved in the community and um, do a little bit more um, work as far as. Um, maybe get on a board of directors or something like that, that they can mm-hmm. give me the ability to show the community how I can um, represent them there you more go. than how I have been in the past. Um, in the past, I just kind of attend events and support and things like mm-hmm. that. But I can get on something that I can actually affect some change and they can see what type of person I am and the decisions that I make. And it also will teach me a little bit more about, you know, city government or, you know, things mm-hmm. that affect the uh, the people. So basically I'm just going to continue to prepare myself um, uh, for the role. I, right. I keep campaigning. Keep campaigning. <laughs> you got to. I mean, that's just the only way to win. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's just not as, just not as, uh, you know, knocking on doors and, you mm-hmm. know, that, that type of campaigning. You just keep right. on working. Well, you have to get involved with the community. I mean, or, um, especially uh, in a, in a, as a person from uh, uh, that's that's in your, uh, you know, you're pretty much in the limelight everywhere you go now. Uh, not only oh, yourself, I know. but I went for breakfast a, today, and they're like, "Hey, are you Jenny Jenkins?" And I just started laughing. <laughs> yeah, like, see, my hair is all crazy, and I look like I just rolled out of bed. I'm like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's so, yeah. it's pretty prev. You're pretty prevalent. I mean, this was probably the most tele or uh, this was probably the most uh, um, as far as the uh, um, the debates uh, went. I think uh, this these were at least in my I watched all all of them this time around. Whereas the last time, I I don't think I even worried about watching one of them. <laughs> but this time uh-huh, it was definitely. Uh-huh. And it just seemed like a lot, a lot more people were involved in watching it and being a part of it. So you get that recognition when you're out there walking around. Hey, are you so and so? Hey, are you so and so? Which is a good right, thing because right. you want people to know who it you is. are. Exactly. Right. And I was surprised. I've been here for ten years. I thought everybody knew me mm-hmm. because it felt like it, you know. But when I started to knock on doors, people, people were like, "Who are you? And what have you done?" And I almost, <laughs> I was like taken back, like uh, while you were sleeping. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I was guarding your house, <laughs> making sure you know. But you now know, we talked so about we, you know. 
we talked about this a little bit earlier, and I'm just going to touch base on this again, um, um, you know, real quick. Uh, we we pretty much have come to the conclusion that uh, I call it the pop infused propaganda machine. Uh, that's that's well and well and 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 down in, in the city of Harrisburg, and, and it looks like it's not going to go away. Uh, but uh, you know, and, and and I'm trying to badmouth anybody, but I'm just trying to get to the facts here and the issues, and 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 to seeing how the other candidates felt, uh, because you know, the the. Folks in Harrisburg that are, that do listen in, and I will tell you, I get I get anywhere between three to five thousand listeners in, just in this area alone. So right. there are there are people out there listening. Uh, do you think he really helped the city, or was it really just part of his no. propaganda machine? No, I don't think he helped the city at all. I don't think he helped the city at all. And uh, actually, um, the Bird magazine stuck their foot in their mouth because. They tried to attack the candidates who were saying that there was, um, you know, uh, that um, they were treating certain part of the neighborhoods better than others. So, so they wrote this article and basically says, well, Papafus didn't do any of that. The developers mm-hmm. done it. So basically they took the one thing, could give them credit for, doing uh, the, uh, the growth in Midtown and gave it to the developers. <laughs> <laughs> so, and nobody got that, you know. Wow. I guess I would get it because I'm in, the, I'm, I'm watching closely, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to run a campaign. And I'm trying to win, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm looking at it, going, okay, well, this is the one area that he's getting credit for, and now you're taking it. So, no, he hasn't done anything for this city, absolutely nothing. So, did you run your own campaign, or did you have a campaign manager? I ran my campaign. Uh, mm-hmm. Mostly, I had some very strong key players, um, right. but I knew what I wanted, and there is no one. And if I hopefully I find someone that works as hard as me, but I knew that, you know, I knew what I wanted, I knew what I needed to get done, and uh, so I ran my my campaign. Mm-hmm. So you think maybe next time you you might wanna you might have an actual uh, campaign manager? Or you think you're gonna try to go at it alone next time? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think I may try to get uh, an experienced um, campaign manager that has um, connect you know a little bit more mm-hmm. connections with some of the um, maybe like you know the unions. There's so many. There's so much to a campaign. You know, I'm thinking, hey, there's right. a lot you can do. Um, oh, yeah. So I may do that, but it's, it's Yeah, I think that's something that you should that. probably look into because you need somebody out there that can get to the movers and shakers of the area and to get you that exposure. Right. You know, myself, right. and, and and you explained it pretty pretty good, and I can understand why um, you didn't want one, one particular paper endorsing uh, you or any other candidate over another, but um, – from being involved in politics as many years as I have been and seeing all the candidates and seeing that only one candidate was getting the press, I kind of felt that maybe uh, not, not only yourself, but the other candidates should have been vying for more press. You know, I'm a big believer we in hey, toot your own horn, because if you're not tooting your own, tooting your own horn, nobody's going to toot, toot it for you. You know what I mean? We tried. I put, oh, really? I put, I put press releases out almost every mm-hmm. week. I was oh, the only wow. candidate who did that. They were yeah. they tr- they tried to hush me, and they did it. They did a good job of it. 
They would mm-hmm. not give me any press because they knew if I got the press, the people would listen. Right. So I, the only way that I could get my voice across was through social media, and I would, you know, shoot it out to as many, you know, Facebook pages, Twitter, and Instagram, and and, and get my voice out that way. Right. But, you know, we we all know they, you know, they have – they have a voice. Uh, the, the the media has a voice, and whatever they say, some people do believe. Right. Unfortunately. So. Right. But uh, yeah, they. I don't think it was fair um, in that area. No, I don't think it was. That's very sad. I I wish it wasn't like that. I really do because I believe every candidate should get a fair shot, no matter who you are. <clears throat> That's right. uh. I've been right. I've been and you know and like I said I I I fall. Um, center right in a lot of my beliefs, and I, I do have some left leftist uh, uh, leftist beliefs as well, which is a Democrat Republican, if you want to put it in that in that in that, in that particular um, spectrum. Uh, however, you know when you do see some really viable candidates such as yourself and such as Anthony, you know, uh, getting shot down the way you did for the local, the way the local press had treated you guys. I I didn't think it was fair and I didn't even think it was right. I I really, I really had a problem with it. And uh, I was on uh, uh, the Berg daily shotgun blasting them through social media and and through emails, the whole nine yards. And, and uh, you know, I got the, the typical, oh, we're looking into this, uh, sir, we'll get back to you type of uh, answers. So we, we all know how that goes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a shame because the people don't really get it. They don't really get the truth as far as um, what candidates are available to them, where they stand, uh-huh. how you know, who they are as people. Um, they only get the, the whoever the writer's perspective was. And I already told you that that writer, it is already – in the, you know, and with the mayor, so why would they even give you any give any other candidate any um, favor right. whatsoever? Right. So, and it's up to the people, though. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. at the end of the yeah. day, the people need to go out and uh, and seek out their candidate as well. Because I mean, I have a website. I have plenty of um, videos on my website, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, there was debates. You could have come and listened. So, you know, the, uh, the uh, I mean, everybody knows that that's how Trump won. He circumvented the, circumvented the media. Mm-hmm. He dominated Twitter. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Obama did the same thing that, when he was running. Both of them really had capitalized on that social media really well. Both of them did. Right. Right. Yeah. So... So what do you think Harrisburg needs That's to do it. in order to get back on its feet? Uh, they need a new mayor. <laughs> <laughs> I have to agree with you on that. So, yeah, they need a new mayor. Um, but uh, we need to – I think that we need to start to get more creative as far as how we can get new new income and new money coming into Harrisburg. Um I mean, when I ran the campaign, I also said, why, you know, why are we looking at the same, you know, I don't know. I don't think inside of a box. I have to look at Mm -hmm. outside the box. And you can call me a dreamer or a high achiever, but I've always shot high, and hopefully I came at least three-fourths of the way. So this whole thing with, 
Home Rule Act 47, um, what, you know, the only options that they're giving people is, hey, we either we stay in Act 47 um, or we go to Home Rule. Right. And my my belief is, and, and this isn't going to solve all of our problems, but this parking issue that we have, you know, the bonds, which was basically someone has them, the state and the county have those bonds. So mm-hmm. we don't really have any control over our own par- parking, basically. We don't right, make any, right. any money except for the waterfalls, and we're fighting over that. We're not getting that money. Um mm-hmm. Now, if you know anything about stocks and bonds and so forth, if if the if it's dropping, right, and say you own stock and, and your rate it's going down and down and down, aren't you going to try to sell those stocks? Yeah, so of course. The parking bonds, the parking bonds are you know, Penn Live wrote article over a year ago saying, or oh, last November wasn't a year ago yet, that. The bond, the senior bond, is basically rated as junk. Wow. And when when you do that, that means they can't really sell it, push it, or anything. I mean, it's basically getting to be nothing. So mm-hmm. why are we, as a city, sitting here looking at this and not saying, let's let's get our let's get our parking bonds back at the cheapest rate possible? All right. And we can go back to making our own money. We can reduce the rates where people will want to come back into the city. You know, we have a little bit more control of what's going on, but nobody's thinking like that. They're, which, oh, we only have Act 47 at home rule. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 our, um, you know, our um, credit rating's really low. Okay, who do we have to sit at the table with to make sure our credit rating gets up? You know, why are you giving me yep. a bunch of excuses? Yep. Why? Because it can be done anywhere else. It can be done for anybody else. Why are we sitting here taking it? Right. And so, you know, that that could be four or five million dollars. Yeah, I mean, parking couple, is really uh, hectic uh, in Harrisburg. Lobby. I agree with you. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. Right. And it's and expensive. So, and their concern is LST tax. Now mm-hmm. it's been tripled. So people, you know, working in you know down at the state, what have you, are paying triple the amount of what it really should be to work here. That doesn't wow. make a lot of people happy about that, right? But no, not why at all. are we so this is the whole reason why they want to go to home rule. because so, we can force this on them now. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't we, we would be able to force this on them. Um so why are we just not going and lobbying the house and saying, Hey, we really need this. We don't want to stick anybody. We just right. need this you know, what What can we do as we work? You know, I'm not a lobbyist myself, but what can we do to make sure we keep this LST tax? We don't have to keep it at triple, but we need something. Okay, mm-hmm. so now you got a couple million dollars more. And just treat people right so they bring their businesses here and make up the rest. I, I mean, right. it, you're, it, you, they just are sitting in a box saying this is the easiest way we can tax and fee the heck out of everybody who lives and works and has a business in Harrisburg and, and will be fine. And I don't, that's yeah. not fine. No, it's that definitely is not, not fine. They're bleeding us. We're They're already, bleeding the city. Yes. We're already maxed out. We're maxed. We're maxed. People can't even afford to live here. A high right. percentage. 60, 
Over 60% of the population is living in poverty. That's so terrible. So you want to tax and fee the other 34, 37% of people. Come on. Yep. And nobody's getting in an uproar about this. The taxes are just horrendous. I, I, and, and, and a lot of people that know me, I call this the communist commonwealth of Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's because uh, I, I come from um, when I was in the military, um, you know, not, not getting uh, taxed as far as the, the PA state taxes, because uh, once you're in the military, PA doesn't uh, now, I don't know about now, but back then they didn't tax you, you know, property tax and all the other taxes. But as soon as I moved back, you know, got myself back into the workforce and I've reached that other tax bracket. And I'm making less now reaching that other tax bracket than I was when I didn't reach that tax bracket. <laughs> and that just doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, and most of it's coming you know, out of the local and state. I mean, I get hammered for local, ta- local taxes, Harrisburg taxes. And I mean, you name it. And it's just, it's pathetic when I see a, a, a big chunk of my paycheck going to taxes. And then, you know, you got sinkholes in, in Harrisburg and, you know, you're trying to dodge all the potholes and, and, you know, yada, yada. I mean, right. I, I'm preaching to the choir. You know, you know what, exactly what I'm talking about. Right. 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 And you can't, and they bring, you can't bring answer, any businesses. They wanted there. me to answer these uh, questions in 60 seconds. Like wow. I just explained to you about the, <laughs> The uh, the parking issue. I mm-hmm. had to take at least you know a couple minutes to really get the nitty gritty of it, and they wanted these mm-hmm. answers in in less than sixty seconds. I thought that was really unfair during the debates how they limited because uh, most of the debates you see you get anywhere between two to three minutes to uh, to at least get your main points across. You guys are only getting thirty seconds to one minute. And I was like, how do you answer a question in 30 seconds? You know, you're thinking about it for a good four or five seconds before you actually get into it. (laughs) Exactly. Because you don't, you're not supposed to know. Some people around here knew the questions, but don't don't get me started on that. People did not know. (laughs) Yes. And you know what? That is, you hit the nail on the head when you said that. And and I'm going to be, uh, um, I know you or, or none of the other candidates that I talked to actually came out and said it, uh, or maybe you did and I just missed it, but I'm going to say it here in the war room. I am 110%. There's no doubt in my mind that Papafuse got a copy of those questions on every single debate, every single debate. Yes. Cause he was just bam, 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 bam. And there's no way that those mm-hmm. questions were supposed to be a surprise or nobody mm-hmm. was supposed to have access to those questions. And uh, he mm-hmm. was the only one not tap dancing or not actually had to think about them. You know, it just says like, bam, he right. went right into right. it. Knew exactly what, right. you know, the question was going to be. And he actually, right. I think it was the second debate um, I was watching. He already led into the second question before the question was asked. And he had to backtrack. Mm-hmm. 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 So. Yes, it was uh, quite interesting. Um, I give some credit for being, you know, if you're doing this job for three or four years, you should know it that quickly. But right. some things, as far as uh, there was one specific question uh, that at the HYP uh, debate, we all kind of got stumped on because the way Christine Vendell questioned, uh, mm-hmm. you know, about how the city is struggling or what have you and what kind of grants or how will we get grants or something to that effect. I remember that, yeah. Right, and we were just like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? And and Gloria said, you know, we're in the black, so we're not struggling. 
And the second thing is is that there's a grants department, so, you know, that's their job to seek out grants for certain issues, you know, certain right. things that we need in the city. I mean, that would kind of seem like an, an obvious an obvious thing. And he came out with, like, oh, well, we did this with grants, and we did that with grants, and we did that with grants. Well, that is not a fair question to the rest of the, the West no. Coast because we, we aren't an incumbent. So we can't yeah. say how we've used the grants, you know, or how we yeah. seek out grants because we, we haven't had the job yet. So the whole question was just wrong. I lost uh, I lost so much respect, not that I really had that much respect for Harrisburg Young Professionals, because uh, I've been to a couple of their events, and uh, I'm not going to go in, because I don't believe in, in, in bashing, uh, you know, an organization uh, just with my personal opinion. But I will tell you that I thought that uh, that particular debate was just uh, I was I was screaming at the television. <laughs> uh, how could you not not sit there and, and see that that was a big the, one of the biggest setups in any debate, especially at the local level that mm-hmm. I've ever ever seen. And I've been do, I've been privy to uh, a lot of debates on the the local, state, and federal level, and um, but it, I lost all respect for Harrisburg Young Professionals. I won't I won't uh, I used to donate to them. I used to give help them out, you know, with the uh, events and everything. I will not ever do that again not not they, then, they're not the getting another dime that, the one question from uh the bird writer was how many times do you eat at the 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 um what is that place down in the midtown um the oh market. the market and yeah the, the name yeah. of it and the name of it it was almost there you go again <laughs> showing bias about Midtown and like we don't ever go to Midtown, which is totally untrue. But you know, there's places up on the hill that Eric Papafus does not know about. And mm-hmm. there's and I said it there. I said, yeah, when the, our other farm is on 18th, you know, or Market Street, Joshua mm-hmm. Farms, you know, and, and they all probably were like, huh? Well, yeah, we right. do have a farm up here on the yeah. hill. I've been there. You know, it, and so it, I just, I, you know, the questions were just, I don't know. They were not, yep. I think they allowed the, they allowed them to come up with their own questions. That's the problem. I think. Oh, HRP that's an interesting concept. Yeah. I didn't think, I didn't think yeah, about that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have the Berg was on there and Penn Live was on there and you had Central Penn, which they're credible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you know, two of the uh, three. Right. Three off from whacked out, whacked out questions that yeah, were we designed to make us look like fools or try to make us look like fools because I don't look like mm-hmm. a fool. But, uh, All right. Yeah. Now my next question, and I know it's a, a, a controversial type question, um, however, I think it's important that as a mayor, uh, you're not only representing uh, your Democratic constituents, you're also representing your Republican constituents and, of course, your exactly. independent constituents. So, so what do you think about the mayor not showing up to greet the president when he came to Harrisburg? Not once, but twice. If you were mayor, I, would you have greeted him? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, I don't carry hate in my heart right. and if as a leader I should not be 
um, instilling that in, in anybody who's following me, exactly. that looks up to me or anything. That's, that's the first definition of a bully. Mm-hmm. You use your power to influence. You use it in a good way, hopefully. But right. in this instance, I find that my first thought would have been, let me go over there and see how much favor I can get for this city. Because exactly. There's some there's money in this, you know, in the country that could be coming to Harrisburg. So I want to make sure that he knows that the, that we exist and um, make him not forget Harrisburg. Exactly. The other thing was, the other thing was, um, all those people. It had to be a couple thousand at the last one, right? This rally last time, or mm-hmm. this oh, yeah. he had a hundred days. Yep. My first thought would have been like, get my staff, get everybody in economic development. Everybody needs to work overtime and figure out how you get all those stinking people downtown to eat, drink, and have a great old time in Harrisburg. Yeah, but exactly. No. You have a rally <laughs> and you chase everybody out of Harrisburg, and guess who loses? All the businesses. Mm-hmm. All the businesses, yeah, and the constituents as well. Because just just think about how many, uh, how much of them federal dollars that could have came into Harrisburg to help the local uh, communities out. Oh wait, and, and the uh, money that the that the businesses would have made, the taxes that come out right. of that goes to the mm-hmm. city. So yep. I'm thinking, I'm thinking economics both both ways. I'm right. not thinking mm-hmm. personal. I'm not thinking. Um, my feelings. I'm not thinking about a party. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm thinking about how I'm going to yeah. make Harrisburg benefit from this visit. Which makes total sense. It makes 110 percent, thousand percent. You know, that's the first. Uh, and I've talked to a, a lot of, like I said, I've talked to a lot of folks. That's the first um, answer that that I have uh, that I've gotten from from a no offense from a Democrat that uh um that explains it all to the t and that and on how it should have been if you were mayor uh, i have no doubt in my mind you want to bring that business down to town because i just like you said you want to get you want to you want to you want that uh, you want that money to be thrown into the harrisburg local economy you want the taxes to to you know there's so much that you could have that could have been so much positive impact for harrisburg rather than just pissing the president off you know pardon my french and then uh, you know him driving across the uh, uh, across the tarmac and flying out the next day. You know, if right. uh, you, right. if you were mayor and actually ta- had a second to talk to him and say, "Hey, Mr. President, um, would you like to join us downtown for you know for some dinner or you know what have you? Or let's have a big rally downtown or or you know it, it's, it'll truly show your bipartisanship." Well, I I would have to say that you know. I, I believe what, from what I've read or I don't know if this is inside information now, forgetting where I get it from, but, mm-hmm. you know, Hillary had promised uh, like $2 million to Harrisburg had she won. Right. So why didn't we go seeking that out, that same $2 million out? Exactly. It, it makes no sense. It makes yep. no sense to me to have done this except for the fact that uh like you said pandering for the votes at that because this was right before the election and he felt that that the votes that he would have got or the favor he would have got was more important than what the next four years right and and during that whole time when the president did come to uh, harrisburg um, he was with a protesting group, which I thought was very unprofessional as a mayor. I, I think as a politician, as a local politician, you need to stay out of the protests. 
Um, you know, not a lot of people share my same sentiments, which is fine. I believe in the First Amendment right. Everybody has the right to protest. I don't dis- I don't dispute that. Exactly. Not, not one bit. Exactly. However, right. you as a leader of a of a of a of a capital city at that, um, you need to mm-hmm. you you need to remain unbiased. You know, you need to keep your keep exactly. your nose out of that stuff. You don't need to be in the middle of that crap. You know, exactly. Exactly, and, he, and that's, he's downtown I, I giving speeches. Was, I thought it was distasteful. I, I really do, because it, it regardless was. of the fact, the office of the president, mm-hmm. and whether if you choose to do it when you don't like somebody, you know, it's not. It's 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 very disrespectful. I, yeah. I just, to me, I, I don't. That's why you know the office of the mayor. I don't. I. I we're trying to get respect back into that office. You know, it's just, you don't do that. I mean, what are no. we teaching our children? We're oh, teaching yeah. Our, what are we the teaching children don't leaders? know the difference. Yeah. They don't know the difference. They don't mm-hmm. know that you do that when you don't like somebody. Well, no, no, that's not right. You respect right. the office. That's a, that's a prestigious office. You know, you respect it. The person that's there, you don't have to like but right. you should respect the office. Yeah, definitely. And that's I agree how I with you about that. No, no, I agree and with you 110%. Politicians and 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 he knows this and everybody else knows this. Mm-hmm. Democrats and Republicans, they may fight in public, but when they go back doors, they all sit down and they chat and they say, "Hey, ha ha ha, how you doing? How you doing? What are you going to do?" <laughs> okay, yep. so so for you to do that is is actually you know breaking a code. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. You don't, you shouldn't do that. Politicians right. shouldn't do that. Right. And, and besides, I mean, a, a great leader has to look at it. And, and I think what he fails to realize is even though there's a small contingent of Republican voters in Harrisburg, um, you still have to represent those folks as well. You know. Not not just one side well, or, or the other side. You have to represent everybody. That's not the only thing. That's not the only thing. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of independents and there's a yeah, lot of Democrats yep. that that voted for him. Right. That voted for him because a lot of some of the the uh, you know the evangelicals mm-hmm. voted for him even if they were Democrats. Right. So. You just offended however how many people. I just yeah. can't do that. I mean, yeah. I think that's a very risky, it was a very risky move. Yeah, it certainly and, was. And yeah. I don't think it gained him anything. I really don't. Well, I definitely, uh, if anything, it, he, I, I'm willing to bet he lost a lot of votes um, um, on that particular uh, side of the house. Because there were, uh, again, this is all speculation. You hear folks talk about, um, you know, uh, other people voting for him and and, and the writing him in and voting, you know, from the other side and and this and that. But I mean, you don't really know who voted for who. You could you only know a total count. But you know. If uh, if he would have happened to do that, let's just say hypothetically speaking, he very well could have doubled his numbers, and it would have been a landslide or it would have been a blowout. But unfortunately, we'll never know that. So we, right. I can pretty much, I I, I can pretty much see that uh, you have a very bipartisan platform, and I for one can can really appreciate somebody in office like that. I believe we should have more of that um, in our office, right. all the way up all the way up to the higher higher echelon of office. So what would you do? Right. Um, 
how would you work to help represent, um, say, the independents and Republicans of the city? What would you do to, to kind of um, um, help represent those constituents if you were elected? Well, uh, if I was elected, well, one is the taxes, <laughs> not raising any taxes, doing everything possible not to raise taxes. I mean, mm-hmm. home rule is the prime example. I ran my own, pretty much my whole the whole campaign on against home rule because of taxes and fees. Right. And then also the businesses, you know, finding out, finding out, doing more for the businesses and making it more um, advantageous to do business in Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are two very obvious things. And then the other thing right. is just the values, you know, family, you know, a lot of, uh, and this is the thing, you know, just with, just like anything else, you know, race or whatever, instead of trying to figure out why we have differences, why don't we try to find the commonality? The commonality is we should be all, you know, they, uh, stand firm on family and, and values and, and our, you know, our religious beliefs and, you know, who the heck wants to pay more? Why would you want to pay more in taxes, you know? Right, right. But we stand on the opposite side of the aisle trying to figure out, you know, fighting over the differences. So, yeah. you know, just... Well, it, it's it's definitely, you know, it's, it's a definitely a challenge for somebody to be, uh, you know, uh, definitely to be bipartisan, so I can completely understand that. So, um, you know... We we pretty much talked about or went over pretty much all our questions. Uh, so, do you have anything further that you would like to say to our listening audience? Uh, well, just keep an eye on Denny Jenkins. Um, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep moving and gonna keep uh keep working for the city. And hopefully next time, you'll be very well aware of who Denny Jenkins is. So that's about it. Good. Good, good. Well, I definitely appreciate you having you on, uh, uh, Jenny, and uh, you're welcome back uh, anytime that uh, you feel like you got something to say. Um, so uh, uh, thank you. I mean, uh, I, I yes, thought you're welcome. Thanks for having I, me. I hope you had a great time and I hope to see you again. Bye-bye. All right, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, Ms. Jenkins, to join us. Um, my closing thoughts on Harrisburg and the mayor, as always, I think if he is listening in, the mayor needs to understand one thing and one thing only. He doesn't represent a certain number of people in his city. He has to represent everyone in his city. And it's very hard for a leader to do that. We get that. We understand that 110%. Um, I've been there. I've done that. However, it's not very hard to get out there to actually find out what your constituents need and what needs to be addressed and how to address those, those problems. Appoint the right people in your cabinet, in your, um, in your, um, uh, you know, in your whole, uh, your whole scheme of your whole, the whole way you, how you do things. So I got tongue tied there for a second, how you do things, make sure that you get the right people in the right positions and let's, actually see the four years or however many years, hopefully that you stay in office, 
let's see if you actually make any progress this year. As a matter of fact, this weekend, um, and I, I was hoping to get Anthony on here, but uh, Anthony didn't call in, uh, which is great because Jenny, Jenny actually call, ended up calling in, and we, and we ended up getting the, um, uh, the uh, interview going um, in the right direction. But something happened this weekend that I thought was very important that needs to be addressed in Harrisburg. There were numerous amounts of shootings this week. And now we don't get the big time press that like folks in London do or anywhere else uh, in the United States. Uh, But it seems to be the norm here in the Harrisburg area. And the shootings and the stabbings are, are taking place. um, There it's moving towards the, the better districts, so to speak, uh, the, 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 the low, the low crime areas it's migrating. And it's taking over certain areas and moving into the areas that have low crime. So that in itself, Mr. Mayor, you need to really take a hard, solid look at. I mean, Anthony had um, posted a video this this weekend of a shooting that took place right outside his in his neighborhood. Um, there was a, something happened down on Second Street in the uh, in the club district where all the clubs and bars and, and nightclubs are. So. This is your businesses. This is where people go to spend money. You know, this is where people go to live. I think it's a high. I think it's about time you really take a hard look at your city, and actually do something about it. Because uh, I don't think if you continue on the same uh, mission that you're going to get elected in uh, next uh, next term. But hopefully, uh, we'll see some positive changes coming. And I think with uh, the candidates that were running against the uh, mayor. They have some very positive things to say about the city, and they want to affect change, and they want to actually get out there and do things. And like Ms. Jenkins has said before, one of those ways is to get on these uh, these uh, seats, um, you know, whether it be in, um, in the city council or whether it be on the board of directors of some organization. Get involved in your community. Actually get out there and find out what's going on and how you can affect change at that level. And if you're going to run for office, what better way to, to get noticed uh, to develop some of those leadership uh, skills uh, than to do this. So it makes a no, it's a, it's a no brainer, ladies and gentlemen, for somebody that wants to run for, um, for some type of office in a, in a city uh, like Harrisburg to, to do that. And plus, if you are a leader in the community, you want to get involved anyhow. I think it's very important to know your community, to know your constituents and to know what's going on. And right now I don't believe the current mayor knows so enough talk about that, ladies and gentlemen. Again, salutes to uh, Ms. Jenkins for joining us tonight. And don't forget, we have Foxhole Saturdays coming up at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Saturday. Thank you all for joining us tonight. God bless you. God bless our troops. And God bless America. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>